Hey, our fam, welcome to episode three of Artie Mrs. Liao's The Painting Party Gals podcast. Uh, here we talk about art. I'm going to be talking about teaching, teaching art, and the art of going through this life as an artistic human being in the world, a creative human being in the world. Um, so let's talk about art today. Uh, we're not going to really get into the more antiquated, you know, um, a lot of old or dead white artists, right? And, and usually they were men artists, right? There weren't a lot of female artists. And, Really, if you do your research, you'll find that there were a lot of female artists that either painted under male pseudonyms, which is really sad because they had just as much skill, if not more skill than their male counterparts during those times. And that was really during the 17, 18 and early 1900s. It wasn't really until the later 1900s that women were feeling you know more empowered we could vote uh we weren't just living at home you know taking care of the kids we were able to be out in the workplace and so female artists really became uh that's where we found our voice right well aside from just being female and being an artist it's hard out there you guys because it's a lot of looking back at the traditional techniques of what art is like and then turning that into the process of teaching. So while I was at NYU, what we did was we talked a lot about social justice. That's, that's what the program was. We talked about working in schools that were in uh, more inner city uh, areas of you know the country. And so I was right in the thick of things when I was at NYU. Um, I student taught at a ninth grade academy in Brooklyn. Um, the other side to that was doing my elementary uh, student teaching, which sent me to the upper east side, uh, East 81st Street, uh, where I was student teaching at PS number six, I believe, and which was an equally amazing experience, just as much as the ninth grade academy was a great experience, um, but. It was very interesting to see being a teacher and seeing the juxtaposition between at-risk and low-risk populations um, and, and having the ability to be transplanted, you know, because as a teacher, yeah, you know, we're, we have to know our content, right? Like if, if I'm an art teacher, I need to know art. You can you should not be teaching if you do not know your content, and that's just that's just what it is, right? Well, as a teacher and being able to be so flexible, which is pretty much what we all had to prove uh, over the last, I'd say about eight or nine weeks since after our spring break here in Texas was uh, March the sixth. That was our last day. We actually had field day that day. And I remember it was a beautiful, sunny day, uh, super great. And then all of a sudden, bam, coronavirus hit. And it was a pandemic and we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. And then it was like, so what is teaching and what is art gonna look like now? Well, it was a little difficult 
because being a teacher, we thrive, well, I won't speak for all teachers, but I will speak for myself. I always thrived on those little minds that I got to mold, right? And, and the things that, the conversations that we used to have with our students or with my students, it was so uplifting and so amazing that I'd come home absolutely exhausted because all of my attention was given to their success and them being as creative as possible regardless of their home situations and i believe the reason why i was given the opportunity to teach in a at-risk area of town was because i myself you know when i was growing up as a kid uh, with living with my mom and dad I was in an at-risk area. You know, my parents were not, <clears throat> uh, they were not middle class. You know, they were not the upper middle class. We were definitely lower and, and probably a little bit below the poverty line. Um, you know, but the whole goal when you're a kid and you see all these opportunities and you, you know, you're watching TV, you're, hanging out with friends, you're getting to know your teachers, you're getting to know the lay of the land where you're at. And for, for my instance, um, in my upbringing, we moved around a lot. <laughs> and it wasn't because we were military. Um, it was actually my dad was an asset to his uh, to, to his job. And so they moved him around a lot. And so that in and of itself was great because it gave me the ability to see lots of different things, to meet more people than just the people that I was kind of in a fishbowl in um, where I grew up, uh, which was Abilene, Texas. And then we moved to Corpus Christi, Texas. And then finally we transplanted ourselves to San Antonio, which is where I've made my home uh, since graduating from NYU. And art has, definitely evolved since then and making art for people or teaching for people has always been something that has been very near and dear to my heart it's something that my uh, my dad has always been very good at he's always been really good at you know explaining things and so I believe I got that wonderful gift from him um, now art today and after, especially after the last couple of weeks since the George Floyd incident and murder by the police in Houston, Texas, really has changed the game. Because now not only are we talking about art, but we're talking about activism. And I've seen, I don't know who coined this term, but I really love this term. It's Artivism. So art plus activism is artivism, right? And using your skills, using your imagination, your creativity to show what your moment in time looks like. And something that I always explain to other teachers and you know my family when they'd ask me, like, oh my gosh, how do you do it? How do you sit in a classroom with rotating kids every single day? Uh, or rotating classes of kids every single day. How do you do that? Well, honestly, <laughs> it, 
it's not for the faint of heart. It is definitely for the brave. Teaching is for the brave. And now the teaching climate, not only with art, but the teaching climate is really, really going to change and begin to evolve, which is what I'm really excited about because not only can we teach in the classroom, but we can teach online with this whole distance learning situation. We can use the visuals that artists now, you know, all of these graphic designers, um, you know, computer-based artists, tablet-based artists, you know, all of these new ways of creating are going to be in the history books, you know? And, and so the, the history books that I grew up with, yes, they were very static paintings on the wall and the gallery walls and the museum walls, but now it's completely different. And so we're going to have to find a way, some way, or maybe multiple ways, multiple avenues to explain what this new art is about. And so I wanted to start here. I wanted to start with the whole, you know, art after 2020 and how that's going to play out. And so my hope for the future generations of students and kids, and if I ever have children, um, I want them to, no matter what the subject matter is in someone's art, someone's painting, someone's drawing, sculpture, whatever the case is, to look at it with an open mind and with a, not tunnel vision, but more of a world view. And a world view is something that is taught. It's not some, or it, it's something that is experienced. It's not something that you can just, you know, say, oh, I need you to look at this with a world view. It's, <laughs> it doesn't work that way because if you've only been living in the same place, you know, same street, same house, same neighborhood, and you don't really venture that far out, your worldview is only as large as your neighborhood, right? And so my goal when I was a teacher in the classroom, um, in my art classroom, was to expand the worldview of my students because they lived in that type of environment where they only, you know, maybe they didn't have a vehicle or their parents, you know, worked a lot. And so, you know, they didn't have a car, so they would take the bus and, you know, things like that. And uh, it, it was, it's hard for them to see different things. They only see what's in their neighborhood. And so that's what I think we are really, really going to have to focus on. It. And especially with students who are in more inner city areas is that there is so much more if you are willing to take risks. And that's the other that that's a whole different episode on its own is taking risks in art. Um, if you are willing to take risks, not just in art, but in any avenue in your life, and, and we're not talking about, you know, stupid risks, right? <laughs> we're talking about the good kind. We're talking about the kind that help you grow, that help you get from the level that you're at to the level that you want to be in, right? You're, you're, you're leveling up. That's what I used to call it in the class. You know, we had, we were playing in our game in our classroom and every time we mastered something in art we got to level up right and we got to go to the next level all my students would know what i was talking about if they heard that and so that's the goal 
you know, how are we going to get art? How are we going to get students to look at art and get them to the point where they can use the visuals to level up in their lives? That's a great question. So I'm going to leave that question with you guys. If you have any comments, if you have any questions, please email me at E-R-I-C-A-R-T-L-E-A-L, EricaArtLeal at gmail.com. Or we can chat about it on Instagram at Artie underscore Mrs. Leal. Let's talk about art. Let's talk about what it's going to look like after this whole pandemic, if the pandemic is ever over. Uh, let's see what happens after all of the uh, social justice and, and activism slash artivism happens um, because it's a beautiful thing and creativity only evolves if you allow it. And so some really big topics, guys. I know we're, we're covering a lot, but I really appreciate your time and um, chat with me. Let's talk. Bye, Art Fam. I'll talk to you guys later. Follow me on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. I have a Twitter now. Find me. Uh, if you paint with me on Saturday, that's awesome. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to uh, talk to you and show you some things about art. And also, we have the kids painting for free on Thursdays. That's going to be happening throughout the summer. Our first Thursday will be June 18th on uh, at 6 p.m. and then the following Thursday on uh, oh goodness what is that day June the 25th all right at six o'clock so uh, I will make announcements on what our uh, little kiddos will be making that those days very very soon and uh, I wish you guys all the best stay creative peace and love bye